0: Hi, welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast for this Monday evening. Tonight it was a delight to be joined by another guest tonight, guest author, Andrew Welch. It was great to discuss his, his writing with, which, with, with Andrew and his books that he's written. So listen, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks so many for tuning in and uh, stay tuned for a tour and get another podcast on. Okay, take care. Have a great week. Thank you. Hi and welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast for this Monday evening. Tonight I'm delighted to be joined by another guest, Andrew Welch, who's another author. So um, you're very, very welcome along tonight, Andrew. Yeah, thank you so much, Mark, for, for having me. It's, it's really great to, to talk with you. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely brilliant. And um, we'll probably start off, um, do you want to tell the listeners the name of your book that, that you've uh, published? Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, the book is called Field Blends. Uh, that's uh,
1: just as it sounds, Field Blends, um, and it, uh, it's published by uh, Kohler Books, and it came out in May of last year, and um, I, I've been really excited about it. It's been difficult to, to kind of promote and share a book in the midst of a pandemic when we can't see each other, but um, uh, I'm just absolutely, it, it, it's been an amazing journey.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant, Andrew. Well done. Congratulations on, on publishing. Thank you. Know. you. Um, do you want to tell the listeners it's, um, what it's about? It's about um, your different journeys around the world. Is that, would that be right, Andrew? Like at different places yeah. that the, the, the your life took you? Would that be correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the book follows a kind of a, it, it's a novel and it follows yeah. a core uh, group of friends. They're all for the most part in their mid thirties. And um, uh, it begins it begins in Washington, D.C., But they, uh, this group, they kind of split up and they come back together and they uh, migrate all throughout uh, Boston and Massachusetts, London, uh, various points in Sweden, uh, Denmark, Spain, Uh, they go to Prague uh, at one point near the end, and then they all wind up back in New York. So it's quite a, um, uh, it covers a lot of ground, um, even though the timeline of the book is only, uh, you know, probably four or five months in total.
0: Yeah, that's great. And um, where did have you always have you always been a writer yourself, Andrew? Have you always um um dabbled in writing yourself?
1: Yeah. So so I I love to write, and um I've you know whether it's writing fiction or whether it's uh, uh, writing kind of long form blog essays or even technical writing, uh, I've always loved to to write. And I I joke with people about field blends that you know I've said that I started writing field blends um uh when i was in my early 20s but i simply lacked the i would say the emotional maturity or life experience to actually produce anything interesting so it was something that i came back to uh in my uh in my 30s and uh um in any case when i when i kind of went clean sheet on it and started writing it again um it was it was something that that came much more easily to me
0: great great and um I can see that. Like, what, what you're, you're, you're a professional in um inter- an inter- international speaker and an expert um in the field of Microsoft business. Um, that's your profession, is it, Andrew? Yeah. So
1: I um I I create software and I work with large organizations. Think um, uh, insurance companies and healthcare organizations and um, you know, big not for profits and that type of thing. And I work with them on their. Uh, uh, software applications and their their data um, and really kind of helping them to to modernize uh, the business that they do um, in 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 the cloud so to speak Um, but I and I love doing that and I actually kind of view software as being a creative outlet Mm -hmm. because I get to create things every day I get to create a new app or a you know kind of make someone's life at work a little bit a little bit easier but I, I really am a Believer also that, uh, and I think if, if we've learned anything about ourselves as individuals during the pandemic, it's that um, many, many of us, and I would recommend it to, to everyone, you, you need a creative outlet. You need mm-hmm. something to create um, away from work. And that could be writing, or that could be cooking, that could be uh, painting. It, it need not be complex and it need not be brilliant. It needs to just be your own. And that could just mean, like I said, that you cook a delicious dinner every night, but it needs mm-hmm. to bring you joy. And I yeah. think that that's really important.
0: Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent, Andrew, because um, even music is a great thing for me. Like I love playing a bit of music. Um, so it is very important to focus on your talents that you can do right now. And it's, it's kind of an outlet from, you know, homeschooling, the homework and like, you know, so it's, it's, mm-hmm. it is very important, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah. And it's interesting that you mentioned music. Um, music is something that's that's very close to my heart. Um, and actually throughout throughout the book, throughout Field Blends, it, it references uh, uh, songs and and, and lyrics and, and music. And I think so many of us experience the world with a soundtrack playing in our minds. Yeah. So yeah. many of us, we there's songs that we hum or that we Sing to ourselves or sometimes we drink a little too much and we sing <laughs> yeah. to everyone else <laughs> yeah. um, but in my in my in my in my new book um uh, so I, i've written a second now Flikan, yeah. um and fleek is uh is is actually uh swedish for the girl um and and in any case so in fleek that manuscript is with the editor now and i built in i wrote in several songs, several bits of music that were actually written by my brother, Um, and it was before my brother had a a tragic accident and uh, suffered a traumatic brain injury years ago, and he doesn't write his own music anymore, but I wanted to preserve some of those, some of that music, some of those lyrics that he wrote, so I actually wrote them into the book as having been written by one of the characters, Um, and, and I, I'm, I'm quite happy to have, maybe kept a little bit of my my brother's former but now kind of lost uh lost musical writing talent alive in 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 my own way that was really special to me
0: well that's so nice that's really really nice thing to do andrew like that's that that's that's keeping his memory of his music alive i think that's that's absolutely brilliant yeah and and you know he he still plays um uh, he can
1: still play the the guitar or the piano or whatever and you know i was i was Laughing with him recently, I said we should, you know, we should get together and try to re- lay down and, and and record a few tracks from
0: yeah. the uh, yeah yeah from music in the book. We we'll we'll yeah. see if that works out. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like you know, when he be, be, uh, I'm so very sorry to hear you had the the accident, but like the music is written in the past. It's great to, that you've been able to keep that going in the book. That's that's really good. Like you know, and how yeah. long did it how long did it take you to write the book, uh, Andrew? The so the. The first, the first one, field, yeah. field blends,
1: which, which is the one we're talking about. Um, from the moment I began writing to the moment that I kind of finished the lat, not editing, but just finished writing the manuscript, um, it was nearly a year to the day. Um, so okay. it, it took me near, it took me almost exactly a year. It was uh, the very beginning of June,
0: um, through the very beginning of June of the next year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. And did you have some kind of system you use for writing like uh did you have kind of some kind of system that you would use say some people write every day a, a certain amount of, um a certain number of words every day some people mm-hmm. kind of have you know when the inspiration comes and they just jot down for a couple of hours or what what system did you use um Andrew? yeah so so first of all i
1: advice that i would give to anyone who advice that i would give to anyone who, who's undertaking you know, the the idea of writing a book would be that you have to have some sort of system. It Mm -hmm. need not be someone else's system. It can be all your own, but these things aren't ever gonna just write themselves. Mm -hmm. So it needs to be something that if you say, you know, it's something that I wanna do and I'm gonna dedicate myself to it. You need to, at least I found that it was really important to um, set goals and set aside some time, very specific focus time to do the writing rather than, oh, I've got a half an hour here. I'm just gonna do a little writing. Um, to me I tended to do my I felt my best writing when I really could spend hours and hours and hours on end uh, doing it and it was something that uh, one of my favorite authors uh, uh, American author named Jack Kerouac it's something that he uh, was you know kind of famous for for doing you know he would go on these um, sort of binges of writing and he would write for 18 19 20 hours um, oh, yeah. I I used to put on my calendar, um, I, you know, set a day aside and I would put on my calendar uh, a book bender and I would, I would sometimes write for, um, you know, sometimes as little as maybe four hours, but sometimes as much as I would go, you know, 15, 16 hours and I would just keep writing. Wow, that's,
0: that's dedication.
1: <laughs> I, I drank a lot of, uh, as, as the sun, as the sun flashed over the horizon, I would move from coffee to tea. And if I <laughs> yeah. mess that up, if I mess that up and I had too much coffee, I would just be sort of, I, I wouldn't write well at all. It would just come out sounding crazy. So, um, yeah, it was, it was something I mastered by the end, I think.
0: Mm. And did you have any kind of hurdles on the way, um, of writing that book, Andrew, what I mean mean by that? Like, did you have any kind of time where you kind of hit a, a bit of a block or in the, on the road, so to speak, in the metaphor? Yeah,
1: there, there are, um, one thing that i found and and this is sort of an interesting an interesting larger conversation one thing that i found is like just as just when you are when i when i'm watch when i'm reading a book myself or i'm watching a show or watching a movie you hit moments in the story that really feel like they drag to you and there were because you really are you really are living in a lot of ways, you're living the story, mm-hmm. whether it's your own story that you're producing or whether it's a story that that you're you're watching or reading. Um, yeah. And and I found that there were times when I would just throw an entire chapter away because I just I, it just didn't feel right. It just really kind of dragged. Um, it it really dragged to me. Um, there were other times when um, because one of the things that that one of the things to know is that the everything in the book. All, it's a fictional story but it happens in the midst of real-life historical events and it alludes yeah. to these events right down to the um, right down to if one of the characters say looks up in the sky and um, I would look up and I would say oh well what was the moon doing on this day or what was the weather like on this day in this place so it, it's right down to the weather to the weather mm-hmm. history of what was happening mm-hmm. but also historical events or, or some of the things the, the story occurs in um, you know, in our own time, right? So much mm. of that of that story uh, occurs in the um, you know kind of 2018. Um, so so yeah. Sometimes I would hit like patches where I would have to kind of work in a historical event or something that was really happening
0: in the real world, and that mm. was always that was a challenge. That's sure. very interesting. That's very very interesting, Andrew, because I love books like that. Even though they're even though you're saying they're a bit fictional, but. You're, you're thrown in like what actually happened as well. I, I find that very interesting, like you know.
1: Yeah, and and th- that was really important to me because one of the things that that I just I like sort of... like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no 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 yeah for sure. Well, one of the things that I think maybe a lot of us have felt, and and this book, the timeline of this book ended before the pandemic began, <laughs> of course. But yeah. I think that for for several years now, a lot of us have felt that we're living in um, historic times we don't really know what's going to come of it but i really wanted to write down um i really wanted to write down what it was like to be here in this moment um in this moment that that we're living um there's one particular moment in the book i think it was the 25th of august and um there is there's a moment when many of these characters are out to dinner and they hear that Um, the U.S. Senator John McCain has died. And um, there's there's a paragraph in the book here, and it says, even Peter was restrained, contemplative even. It seemed bigger than us, as if before just then, we might have disagreed, but we still had heroes. There were no politics. This felt the point of no return. The bridge had been crossed, and we were standing watching it burn. We had lost the last of the great American heroes. And... That was a real event that happened yeah. that on that day in history, and and it, I wanted to kind of always peg these characters and their mm. story to things that were happening in this yeah. crazy world of
0: ours. Yeah, that's very very clever. Like, and your your next book that you you, you had, like you were saying, it's with a publisher right now. Um, yes. It, what, what is? could you maybe give the listeners a bit of a background on that book? What, what that, that's about? Please. Yes. Yeah, so the, the next, the new book is called Flikan, and the spelling of that is
1: F-L-I-C-K-A-N. Um, and, and as I, I think I said earlier, it, it's Swedish for the girl. Um, and it, it it's not quite what you think until the very end. You don't actually, I think, realize what girl they're talking about until the very end. Um, but in any case, it was... Uh, it was quite a challenge for me because I wrote it from the first person perspective of a 28 year old female school teacher. And I am not 28, nor am I a school teacher, nor am I obviously female. So I, I, had, uh, yeah. to, I, I had to bend my mind a little bit in order to, <laughs> to write from that perspective. But wow. uh, one, of the, one of the things that, and it's a fascination of mine in both Field blends and in Fleekon, one of the things that I'm, the ideas that I'm very fascinated with is this idea of home and country and what we all consider to be home. And uh, long story short, this is a um, Flitgun is a story of the main character um, kind of, you know, a, 100 years ago or 75 years ago, there was the mass migration of Europeans to to America, the, the Irish and the Germans and the Italians and the Swedes uh, as well. And this is a story of um, kind of one of the descendants of those people uh, growing up in America and then returning to Europe, kind of going back in the other direction. Um, Mm -hmm. So it it spends a lot of time, it's really an exploration of what it means, of what home means and uh, what we consider home and what we consider our identity and our culture um, and our, our, our mother countries to be. Um, F- field blends and Fleekon both take on that topic and really try to explore that subject from two very different perspectives but in the case of Fleekon, it, it is um i've been with uh, this this young uh, female school teacher
0: yeah that sounds really really good and um, when when do you expect to have that on on, on release andrew uh,
1: i i don't know at this point yeah. um yeah. the 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 publisher um, uh, the publisher is still kind of giving it their initial review so i expect to uh, gosh i hope that i hope that they come back and say that they say that they like it i mm. I, I certainly feel pretty good about it but um, if if the timeline from field blends is any indication i would say that um, maybe by the end of this calendar year maybe by the end of 2021 yeah. if not maybe the spring of 2022
0: yeah the best look would anyway, andrew and where can uh, people get the field blends book
1: um for people who are listening Andrew yeah so uh so field blends uh field blends any major major bookseller um I recommend you know I always recommend uh, uh Amazon a lot of the smaller shops you know mm. a smaller shop they don't have every book there is they yeah, can certainly yeah. get it for you in a small shop um but uh, uh all of the country all of the individual countries uh uh Amazon sites yeah. the UK the US Germany Australia etc etc you can get it there at all. I'm all over
0: that's great Andrew yeah and then um, m- I might just ask you um, Andrew if that's okay um, you know sure. when you were, you were trying to uh, publish a book for us did you have any difficulty at, at the start trying to get a publisher because um, that can be a bit of a barrier for a lot of people
1: yeah I, I have to tell you I was I felt very lucky I felt very fortunate um, I, I sent it to uh, I sent it to my who's now my 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 publisher the publisher I've worked with uh, Kohler Books and I sent it to them I I knew um I knew a fellow named Greg Fields who I know that you've had yeah. you know you've I'm had on class, your podcast yeah. before Yeah he's a really good writer yeah, um, as well mm. Yeah he he his new book uh, Through the Waters and the Wild is is phenomenal um, but so I knew Greg and I sent it to so I sent it off to the publisher and I didn't hear anything for several weeks. And then it happened that I got a message from Greg. And I remember I was standing, um, uh, I was in London and I was standing out front of the uh, the Waterloo train station. And I pulled out my phone, just like as we do when we're all are fidgeting with our phone, right? And I pulled it out and I read it. And he had sent me this absolutely glowing message and initial take on the manuscript. Um, and and it, I was really just, humbled by it it was it was it was it was overwhelming and i emailed him back right there and i said greg i kind of don't know what to say i was just going for it. it's not terrible <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs>
0: and he what a great he, surprise so, <laughs> yeah it
1: was it, it was it was it was a terrific surprise and i i think that you know some people when i talk to people now and and you know someone will ask oh well how's how's it going has it done well and and one of the first things that i i say is that Um, of course it's it's done well so many of us who want to produce something whether we want to uh, write a book or we want to be a professional athlete or whatever or a or a well-known musician or something so many of us work so hard and produce such wonderful things that never anyone reads Mm -hmm. so just to have just to have um I feel like just been very lucky and and to have really kind of been able to do this on my on my my first attempt was um was 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 overwhelming. And I, I hate to say that it doesn't matter how well it does from here. Um mm. but in a way it kind of it kind of doesn't um because it's just been so so extraordinary to have had the opportunity.
0: Yeah that yeah that's absolutely brilliant Andrew well done and I'm delighted that it worked out really well for you um cuz you just yeah. need that you just need that one break don't you to for it to happen for you like and it's it's great when that happens something like that happens so well done yeah well thank you and you
1: know one yeah. thing i one thing i encourage i encourage others and again it could be in writing it could be in in any form of uh art or when you're trying to really accomplish something or share it with the world particularly in in an art form um one thing that that i i really encourage people to think about is that um, almost all writers, almost all painters, almost all um, musicians, uh, very, very few of them um, are going to make a lot of money doing it. Mm-hmm. So um, most of us, we have a, you know, we, we, we have a job, right? Like we, we write software or we teach school or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And, and I really encourage people to write and make your highest aspiration in writing to be the that you share an idea that is worth sharing with mm-hmm. people who are ready and willing and eager to absorb it. And that it, you make the mission of your writing to be about the sharing of an idea um, and about kind of moving uh, our shared culture forward, just another little step. Um, if you, you know, hey, if, if, if you make the, the, the best sellers list and you make a pile of money, doing it then then that's fantastic but um set out to share an idea set set out to share something beautiful um not to to make money off of it
0: yeah that, that's a brilliant brilliant um, brilliant advice for everybody that's listening thanks very much andrew and I, I i think you'd probably agree with me as well especially now it's so important to kind of have your finger in different poise like you know for to try a lot of different stuff out because i i find out that that's good good motivation to kind of you know try your hand at a few different things if you like music if you like writing like the more stuff you 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 try you're going to hit on something that you're you're really good at like you know would you agree with me there
1: yeah i i think um i think a couple of things first of all I, t- I totally agree with you i i i think that we most of us we hope are going to live a bit longer than those who came before us so um, most of us um uh, pandemic and, and tragic accidents notwithstanding, we're we're gonna have a you know hope to have a a, a long and, and very fruitful life. And um, we're we're going to be around long enough to have done a lot of different things by the time we're we're done. Um, yeah. I, I yeah so so I, I also think that and I encourage at at work I, I encourage my my team uh, and my professional colleagues as well. I say um, one of the most important things that you can do is have a big idea. That's, mm-hmm. and it's your idea. Um, you can share that big idea with someone else, but it's something that you believe in and that you kind of contribute to intellectually. Um, you're you're putting your own layers of paint on the canvas. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think it's just so important for, um, for all of us to have a big idea and to be mm-hmm. proud of that idea and curious about that idea and always learning and always sharing. Um, yeah and always reinvesting that big idea back into our collective kind of um, intellectual uh, and artistic culture.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's great advice. Um, that's really, really go, good advice, Andrew. Thanks very much. And um, I, I met Greg through the, the Inkies, they call it. It's, it's a, a Reuters group in, in, in Dublin. And um, mm-hmm. do you, do you, did you ever um, get involved in any writers groups yourself, Andrew? Uh, do, you, do you find um, I think really they're really helpful for, for, for especially for some writers to get prompts to work on. I think it's really good. Did you ever do anything like that yourself, Andrew?
1: You know, I, I haven't, but I know about these, and, and I'm 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 fascinated. I'm fascinated by, by the idea. Um, I I think of my my niece, my my sister's uh, daughter. Uh, has just finished a manuscript herself. And I know Greg has worked with her and I have worked with her and I have this wonderful memory of, um, uh, I, I, I took her to Spain. Um, we took her to Spain and um, uh, I have this wonderful memory of sitting in a, in a coffee shop in a cafe. It was pouring rain outside um, on this little street in Madrid. And she and I just sitting there for the whole, the whole afternoon, just like writing, 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 writing. Um, so yeah, I think that, that that could be a really kind of a, 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 a fun thing, and we would stop and we would share a bit with, I was, I was at, by that time, um, much, much further along. Um, uh, she was just starting out, but it was, it was really special to me to, to get to share that with my, with my niece, who I've known since she was, you know, minutes old, of course.
0: Oh, that's very good that's very nice and and uh, that's great that she's published her own um or not published she's got her own uh, manuscript there um now andrew that's that's great yeah that's
1: really yeah good. i'm really proud of her i'm really yeah. proud of her
0: that's brilliant brilliant and um what was i gonna say to you yeah i was gonna say you know oh god i just lost me trying to talk for a second you know when <laughs> when <laughs> um, it's fine yeah but um you know you know um Oh God, Jeannie, I'm just No, probably just to ask you about, a last come back to that question. There's nothing worse when you forget a question you're gonna ask somebody. But um do you have a favorite um book or favorite author yourself, Andrew? Yeah, I would I would say that
1: my two my two favorite authors, they are from a they're from a previous well, several previous generations. Um, but they would certainly be uh, Ernest Hemingway and Jack Kerouac. Um, I I love their work. Um, I have been uh, and I and I've 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 woven and I've kind of tried to um, pay my respect and my kind of gratitude for the inspiration that that their work and Great. their styles, which are very different styles, by the way, um, you know, have lent to my own to my own writing. Um, so so for example, in Hemingway's The The Sun Also Rises, the uh, the main characters are. Ah uh, Jake and um, uh, Lady Brett Ashley. And um, the two main characters in Field blends or two of the main characters in Field blends right. are one is one is called Chris Jacobson, and he goes by the nickname Jake sometimes, owing from his last name. And the, uh, the, his his uh, lady friend will say is Ashley Luciano uh, or Ash. And it was just sort of a really subtle kind of way to um, to to you know, put, put put what we would in software call an Easter egg inside of of my story to yeah. uh, to reference back and and to to pay tribute to, to one of my very favorite my very favorite stories.
0: That's great. Yeah. So that was your, one of your inspirations, um, big ins- inspirations, Andrew. mm
1: mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And
0: yeah. and actually, in in Flikon. Um,
1: uh, the character, the main character, her name is, uh, Ellie, Ellie Walsh Mm -hmm. and Ellie Walsh, um, her, uh, her favorite book. And she talks about this. Uh, she, she loves Kerouac and, uh, one of her favorite books is on the road and she makes reference in her own narrative to, uh, to, to on the road on a few, on a few occasions. Um, uh, so it, 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 in book number two I, I i tried to work in in bits of this this other book that i i, I read when i was much younger and and i uh, have always just just really loved
0: that's brilliant Daniel. that's really really good <laughs> that's really great use of your inspiration there i just think that's that's really really uh, creative thank you
1: and yeah. you know it was it was it was tricky um i'm gonna try to find here um i'm 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 looking this up uh it was it was tricky with Flickon to, um, to do this, because one of the things that Ellie was doing, and, and this again is not my book that, that is out uh, now, the, the Field yeah, Lens yeah, is out yeah, now. Yeah. One of the things that, that Ellie was doing um, was she was herself struggling to write a book. Mm. And it's sort of like a little bit of a book inside of a book where sometimes she will reference and she's going through this process of writing herself and she will reference back to a passage in, in, in her own story that she's writing. So it ends up sort of being a story about her writing a story herself. And there's, there's this one line here. Um, this was from her quote unquote notional book that she was writing. Um, yeah. But in truth, I was terrified of resetting my life so thoroughly, so completely and inescapably Though I wondered if those mountains were my Rubicon, I wondered if the die had already been cast, if there could ever be go- ever be any going back to all that. And um, uh, it's it's a story, right, of her trying to figure out, hey, should I, should I, should I go forward? Um, and it it says um, uh, she's she's on an airplane, and she says. Uh, and down below, the mountains were dressed head to toe in snow through which rocky summits and a carpet of evergreens peaked. It was austere, cold, and beautiful in its loneliness, as if my solitude on that airplane burning up the sky was reflected in the nature over which I flew. And just as suddenly, it passed back into the shroud of clouds and the blue sea of sky. So it was kind of an interesting experience, like writing writing a book inside of a book um
0: yeah that I've sounds never done that brilliant before, that obviously. sounds absolutely brilliant <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great yeah I can't wait to get my hands on these books so well obviously when that other one comes out but um do you feel now Andrew that's the question I was meant to ask you I'm so sorry I we went blank earlier on yeah, uh, sure. do you know do you know um do you feel at the moment um with COVID people's writing habits or reading habits um have changed you know I I
1: think that I, I would say that I don't I don't know I can certainly tell you how COVID and the pandemic affected me from a writing perspective yeah, yeah, and exactly. that's that so so much of so much of my inspiration you know I think I said earlier that all of my uh, or maybe I didn't say that uh, all of the scenes and the moments in the stories that I write they occur in real places so mm-hmm. um, if they're having dinner they're um, at a bar or they're having a drink um, or they're out and about and they see something. All of these things are real places. Like you could mm. take field blends here and you know go to all of those cities: Washington, Boston, London, Stockholm, uh, Copenhagen, Madrid, Prague, and New York. And you could just use this as a as a as a tour guide. You could go to all of the restaurants and the um, and you could meet the real people there. There's a wonderful uh, wonderful restaurant in Washington D.C. called Jose Lito. And uh, Jose Lito uh, is owned by a a friend of mine, Javier. Um, There's another in in London, a wine bar called Lady of the Grapes owned by a friend of mine uh, uh, called Carol. And um, these are all real places. And Javier and Carol are not main characters in the book, but they are referenced by name in the story. So for me, the business of being cooped up and not really seeing much of the world uh, I found it actually very very difficult to, to carry on writing. I had you know maybe the time to do it but I lacked the kind of vibrancy that comes from living your life that really always gets me in the mood to, to write so I struggled with it. Um, I yeah. don't know if others have done the same.
0: Yeah yeah i I, I wish there as well. I'm, I'm probably just saying myself because I, I just released my first book before uh, Covid started as well so I, I know exactly how you feel but but um, I think I think what you said earlier on got me thinking as well when you were when you were outside the train station and you got um got that great news about your book. So you, could, you need you could nearly um start a new book on that story, you know? <laughs> yeah. You, you know, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's that's the inspiration that's, there.
1: <laughs> it, it's interesting. It's interesting that you say that. I hadn't thought of that. I think I, I, I kind of have a story in my mind working um for for book number three I need to take a little bit of a breather and oh, yeah, um yeah. <laughs> but but I think that that I think that this next story that I'll write um uh, most of it will take place um most of it will take place in London um and I was in London when uh when when I got the news about the first manuscript so hmm. um maybe you've given me a little inspiration there maybe I'll uh, I'll write yeah. that in somehow
0: <laughs> yeah 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 sounds good sounds good because um, yeah, and do you have a favorite um, favorite music? Do you have any? What's your favorite um, music to listen to, Andrew? Oh, oh, um, you
1: could you could read you could read Fieldblends and Fleet Gun and get an idea of that. Yeah, but I would yeah. say that um, my favorite—it's it, always hard to nail that down. So I I would say that perhaps my favorite artist, uh, musical artist of, of all time, uh, may very well be Paul Simon.
0: Uh, I love Freud,
1: yeah. I yeah. love Paul Simon's work, um, uh, and and actually the um, I mentioned that I I I reference song lyrics in in these stories. I think that there's only one song that is referenced very briefly in both stories, and that would be uh, the sound of silence. Uh, but I think oh, yeah. the sound of silence is just such a, a it's a beautiful and moving song and an incredibly important message in our time. Um, I always think you know, particularly now around uh, issues like what we are uh, as, as what humankind is doing to our planet. Um, uh, but I think it's probably a very uh, important message in all times, um, but yes, that uh, Paul Simon's, uh, uh, Simon Garfunkel's um, uh, The Sound of Silence is actually referenced in both stories. Uh, j- just a single line in Field Blends but it gets uh,
0: much more prominent uh, billing in Fleet Gun. Because yeah. I, I just think that's great that you've, you've told us about your book there the way you, it gives reference to um, different places around the world for visiting. What, what's the name of that app where you go in you know that tells you def- different restaurants to go to and all that kind of stuff we just can't think of a name but you know, what's it called again? Um,
1: yeah so, so the one I'm thinking of is Foursquare. Yeah oh, yeah um, something like that which yeah. is a, yeah well and, and actually if you go to my if you, if you go to my website um, fieldblendsbook.com, uh, there's a link um, uh, one of the main links on the page is called places and um, you can actually go and and it lists all of the places in all of like the individual um, establishments uh, in all of these cities and countries um, lists the address and it lists has a little quote from the book but what I did was I actually took on both Foursquare and Yelp um, I made a list of all of these places so you can actually go and if you're on your app you can go to the, the, click foursquare link or click the yelp link and it'll come up with a map of all of these real life places um so yeah oh, if, wow. if, if you go to my website you'll you'll find that
0: that's very good that's really good let's have a look at that <laughs> yeah because what i'll do as well for you yeah. andrew i'm gonna put um all your the links for if you want to send me on what you want me to put on the show notes for people to find you and um, find your, your work i can do that for you, andrew as well
1: Oh, certainly um, I, I, I'd be very grateful I will uh, I will yeah. certainly send that to you and I didn't send you be, before we got together today I did not send you the the places link but I will send you the the places link and out of this we <laughs> yeah, like to... <laughs> <when, when, laughs> yeah. were all out of this when we're all out of this uh, this 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 horrible uh, time yeah. that we've been living through um, I think I'm gonna go on a tour myself of all of those places Um yeah just to go revisit them. And, um, you know, others are, are certainly welcome to uh, hit up uh, any of those places that they like.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. Because you're, you're Swedish-American, isn't that right, Andrew?
1: Yeah, that's, um, I, I always joke with, I, I joke with people that there's nothing more American than thinking that you're from somewhere else. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. America is <laughs> filled with 24 million people who think that they're Irish, even though most of them haven't been to Ireland. And mm-hmm. um, in my case, Uh, yeah i definitely grew up um uh my my great grandmother when before she she passed away when i was a child um uh i spoke a little swedish with her and we went to the um uh, we went to the to the to the swedish church um and uh the the services the the mass at the church was uh sometimes said in in swedish (laughs) um we celebrated swedish holidays and drank swedish drinks and ate Swedish food and all those sorts of things so yeah that's definitely um, and I've got uh, loads of cousins um, and, and friends now back in, in Sweden before the pandemic I would go visit maybe four or five times a year so uh, being Swedish was always something that um, was very important to me when I was mm-hmm. when I was a child growing up and has continued to be so um, yeah. uh, into adulthood.
0: That's one place I'd love to visit, Sweden. Um, you, you got you got some great weather there. Um, summer summer weather there most of the time. I heard, yeah, yeah. It actually, the it happened,
1: and I it happened that the summer that um, field blends occurred from a from a story, a narrative perspective. Uh, they spent a good deal of time. The characters spent a good deal of time in Sweden, and it was one of the most beautiful summers in Sweden that anyone's grandmother could remember. Um, yeah. and uh. uh there was a moment actually, I was sitting at a winery in Southern Sweden. There are about 33, 32, 33 wineries in Sweden. I was sitting at a winery in Southern Sweden. Um, and it was just the, the most gorgeous of days in uh, late late May of that year. And the story of that is actually written into written into the book. Um, I took notes when I was there and, and I recounted it. Um, in very fine detail so yeah it's it, beautiful beautiful yeah we I gotta, I gotta
0: check that out when, when we're allowed when, when we're allowed to leave the house <laughs> when we're <Yes>. laid out <laughs> but um no that, that's yes. great and um i just think i just gone back to your point earlier on as well about music i think on my podcast i try to play um some popular songs and give the motivational message from them them songs so i, I certainly get where you're coming from a lot of songs have great metaphors and um I, I get like so that, that, that sounds great what you've done with your book there, Andrew. Uh, uh,
1: you know, a book is a story told in two hundred and fifty pages, and a song is a story told in three minutes. Yeah. And um, uh, I I really I love the fusion of uh long form narrative, um, with the the with with the beauty of um uh, the best the best written lyrics. I find uh lyricists to be. Uh, amongst the most the most beautiful of uh, uh, of wordsmiths, we'll say. Yes. So yeah, I, I agree with you for sure. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. it's really good. And um, yeah, thanks a million for coming on tonight, Andrew. I really appreciate it. Um, oh, yeah. I, I might just ask you one or two other uh, of your favourites. Do you have any favourite? Uh, what's your favourite films to watch when you're chilling now? Do you have any uh, favourite movies? Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, um,
1: well, I will. I will admit a because if any of my if any of my close friends ever listen to this and they uh and they don't hear me say this i will admit uh, a very nerdy uh, lifelong fascination with um all of the shows and movies wrapped up in uh, in in the star trek series <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. and and the reason that i reference that is because a lot of people i think if you're not if you're not well versed in that kind of story uh, you just see science fiction but one of the things that i have always loved since i've as a small child is the way that those stories um, kind of paint a picture and tell us a story of uh, humankind as it could be. And as we mm-hmm. maybe all hope that it will be. Um, so so I, I think that I, I would always say, uh, go take a look at those w- regardless of whether it's the 60s, 80s, 90s, or now the, the 2000 and the, the, the 2020s era of them. Go take another look at those because they are um, even if even if the production value is low from back in the day, they're really just wonderful aspirational stories of 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 the world um, of of humankind as as they could be. Um, uh, so so certainly those and there you know there's a no, another a, a number of other uh, maybe more kind of uh, artistically done uh, or one-off uh, movies and films and and stories that that I also love. But um, now that I'm sitting here describing it to you. That's my that is my unconventional answer for you. Go back and look at those.
0: Yeah, yeah, because because I had a, um, I had a lady another author on the, on the podcast a while ago, and she wrote a a, a fiction book like um kind of on, on the in the kind of way of Star Trek. I just found it really really good. Like um, so I'm, I'm wishing there to some great um science fiction books and um mm-hmm. films. Like my my son is Star Wars mad. Like <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and and I, I don't I don't discriminate I don't discriminate between the two um, the and and there's been so much money whether it's Disney with Star Wars or or CBS with with Star Trek there's been so much um, money over the last uh, five six seven years reinvested into those older science fiction franchises um, that I, I I think that to me the reason that I maybe Will, that I definitely lean more in the Star Trek direction is because that's a story about that's a story about humankind, about human yeah. beings mm-hmm. on Earth, um, yeah. aspiring to something greater than themselves and greater than than we are today. I think that Star Wars is is fabulously entertaining and it's a great ride. Um, but it's uh, it I think it paints a much kind of darker picture yeah. and it's it was, purposefully yeah. set. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So I, I, I love the earthbound nature, kind of giving us all something better to shoot for. Um, if you ask me,
0: you know, I, I remember watching as a kid, um, Andrew, and always remember. I don't know about you, I couldn't wait for them to get back to Earth again. It was he like, <laughs> ever going to get yeah. back to Earth? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was that was my mm. thing. And you know? I couldn't, Are ever going to get back to Earth? You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah, for for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. um yeah that's funny that's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. but um i'm just wondering would you if you could give anybody um a voice about motivating themselves because it's mark's motivational podcast motivating themselves to um write a book or do anything what, what what advice would you give them Andrew, from your own experience
1: yeah i i think that um
0: certainly that idea
1: of having the, the notion of having a big idea and, yeah, and yeah. falling in love with falling in love with with that idea, um, I, I think is is really important advice. Um, uh, and we talked a little, a little bit about taking it seriously and making it it it's it's work. It's hard. It's hard work. It's an amazing feeling when you crack open that box and you feel mm-hmm. this thing in your hand for the first mm-hmm. time. It's almost uh, it it's almost unreal. It is. Um, yeah, yeah. I would I would say that that one piece of advice that I would share is to be um, to be honest and forthright and open with the people you love and the people that you care about and who you know care about you uh, through the process of writing it and I can't say if the same would be true in in a nonfiction setting but one of the things that I found is that both times I've written these stories I've I've developed Uh, a relationship, like a very personal, emotional relationship with the characters and Mm. with what they're going through. And and I would even go so far as to say that um, if you're really pouring your heart into it, um, you you fall in love. You fall in love with these characters that exist Mm. in your mind and on these pages. And I think that um, it's really important to share that with your own real world Loved ones, um, uh, ones that that they can see, kind of what's happening in your own mind and in your, in your own heart. But I think also so that you don't wake up at the end of your journey and find that um, you've gone on a journey with, with these fictional characters that you fall in love with, and you haven't um, you haven't put your head up to see what was happening with the real world people that you love. So. I, I can't say enough how one that surprised me, and that was a I would say that through the process of writing, uh, writing stories, um, I have even in some ways maybe become, you know, more distant from some uh, real world people, but also closer uh, with other real world people. And I think it's just really important to be uh, honest with yourself and to be open. Um, with with the people that you love about what you're going through emotionally as you craft the inner workings of these these fictional characters.
0: That's great, Andrew. Thanks very much for sharing that. That's that's really helpful for the listeners, you know. And uh, maybe yeah. I'll ask you: Do you have some kind of? Um, i might have touched on this a bit earlier on, but do you have any kind of um, daily routine? You, you, you do you work on routines, kind of thing? I Me mean, myself, personally, I'm very. I, I always do a morning routine and that try and put my writing it in involved in the daily routine. Do you use anything like that yourself, Andrew? Um, yeah, ask any of my close friends and they'll tell you that
1: uh, Andrew's routine is coffee <laughs> tea wine um, uh, as, as the sun moves across the sky. But in, in all seriousness, I, I have, I'm actually quite, I'm probably the most obsessed with routine of all the people that you know that have no routine. And, and for me, that boils down to, you know, very frequently um, uh, just with, with ties, the close kind of professional and family uh, and, and friend- friendly ties that I've got on both sides of the Atlantic, um, of, of both sides of the ocean. Um, before the pandemic, I crossed back and forth quite a bit um, in, my, in my job in software. Um, there were. I, I worked on a project at the beginning of the pandemic where we were building. Uh, we were building an application to manage pandemic res- and coordinate pandemic response around the world. And my little team. I was in Washington at the time. And my little team. It was. I was in Washington. I had a colleague in London, a colleague in Hyderabad, India, and a uh, and a, a, a colleague in uh, uh, Australia. I think in Sydney. And the four of us were working on this thing and um, trying to find times to all work together and to sync up and to, to work out issues that we we encountered as we did this because it was very fast paced. And anyway, the only reason I, I tell that story, right, is that I find that um, uh, I live in too many times, my mind is in too many time zones to have too much of a routine. But one thing yeah. that is, uh, nearly certain is that I will begin the day with a latte and end the day with a glass of wine. And to me yeah. that those are my bookends and there, it's really, it's really helpful to even at the very least have that.
0: Yeah. That sounds good. That sounds really good. No, thanks a million for, for coming on tonight, me, Andrew. Is there anything I have an asked you'd like to share with the guests um, or uh, can you think of, cause it's nice to kind of give you that, that bit of space there, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: y- yeah. Yeah. I, I would say, um, I would I would say and I was I was thinking about, you know, from 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 the story um, uh, from from field blends and I'm I'm uh, looking this up um, right now. There was there, there's one theme that um, uh, one theme that I think that, that we didn't really much hit on. Um, and that was that's a theme about generations. Um, I think that. Uh, uh, what happened over the last 15 or 15 years or so, 15, 20 years, is that it became very fashionable for people to kind of use the phrase millennial generation to refer to uh, people who would seem to have been, in the minds of others, perpetually stuck at the age of 19 and kind of uh, making trouble in, in, in school. Well, the oldest millennials are now 41 years old. Yeah, and it's a it's a generation that has um that that has aged, and now includes the the prime minister of Finland, the prime minister of New Zealand, both of them both of them women, by the way, um and and that's something that I, I tried to address in the story field lens, and there's there's one kind of line um that I'll I'll one one little passage that I'll I'll read to you. that be great. Um, um, the, the setting for this is, is these two very close friends are, are sitting, uh, they're having a glass of wine in Prague, um, and uh, here, here's what it says. Perhaps I needed to drink a bottle of wine with my old friend somewhere behind the once extant iron curtain to put my finger on this, or perhaps it was just that map on the wall. In either case, we sat there and meandered through some, some explanation of the emotional attachment we had developed subconsciously as kids coming of age in the 1990s to the idea that everything would be better tomorrow than it had been yesterday in a way I was angry that we had been promised the world only to have had the world brought to the brink of ruin by the very generation which had done the promising it was visible yet and I might add a visitor from afar might not have known it sitting here looking at us living large and sipping our wine Every day, though, the idea lingered that the world of our old age might very well look dystopically different from the world in which we were now sipping our wine. I was angry that Peter didn't understand this, didn't accept this, didn't get it. But mostly I was sad. Sad like I imagine the children of the lost generation might have felt when the promise of the war to end all wars came crashing down around them. I was sad that the idyllic experience of being an end of history kid had slipped through our fingers we'd never find the same bits of sand again. They had mingled into the sea of time. And I was sad that I hadn't been able to find it within myself to do a damned thing about it. So I share that only to say that I think that um, we all, if you're alive today, you're you're living at a, regardless of which generation you Mm. you call your own, you're living, we're living in an era um, where uh, we have decisions to make and the world of our old age might look very, very different than the world in which we inhabit today, um, uh, and I, I think that the decisions that we make and the part the part that we choose to play in that world, um, uh, these are some of the most important decisions of our lives. So yeah, yeah, I, I let 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 the generational message of of the story not be lost because I think it's it's one of the you know really important kind of subtexts that that flows throughout throughout the story.
0: Yeah, that sounds brilliant, Andrew. I can't wait to get uh, get your book and read it. it sounds really really good yeah thanks thank you very much you so much yeah and I'm yeah. gonna um, don't forget to send all the information I'll put on the on the on the notes for people to, to find you you know and I, I can see I just will. last your blog as well you, you, you do um, blog posts as well yes yes so yeah. I um, uh, it, it, both sites both
1: addresses will go to the same site I, I started off blogging and I did a lot of writing about wine I've worked in the past in the wine industry okay. um, as well. So I, I um, uh, my the
0: the blog was. If you have mine. any spare bottles, send them over here.
1: <laughs> I've I've got a few. I've got a few. i um, looking at them. I might yeah. open one after this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I might go and get one myself. Yeah, so, <laughs> hey, that's what I said. You begin with you begin with a latte and end with a glass of red. And yeah. um, but y- yeah, yeah. It, it's um, I've I've written I've written a a, a few uh, a few kind of. Post recently, um, uh, one called The Church is Burning, another called We're Living Through Generations Failure to Have Created Something Better, Um, uh, another very timely uh, to what we were just speaking of, um, I wrote this at the beginning of last year, millennials began turning 40 this year and why that matters, so I try to write kind of from a, um, here's one, on being local, the terroir that like food and wine imparts unique character to us all. So I, I try to write on um, uh, thoughtful topics, and um, it kind of gives me an opportunity to uh, uh, comment on the world and to share thoughts without having to wait for an entire book to come out. So um, uh, yeah, I feel I'd love to, to connect with people over over that as well.
0: Yeah, I must check out your your, your blogs. They sound really really good. So listen, thanks a million, Andrew, for uh, coming on to talk to me talk to me tonight. Oh, thank you so much for having me.
1: It's it's really yeah. it's it's been really great. It's it's just okay. been it's been my pleasure. It's been an honor. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. I really enjoyed
0: talking to you. So that was Andrew Welsh, everybody. So you got to check out. I'm going to put all his um his information in the show notes. So you got to get a hold of his book. So uh, what's the name of the book again for everybody? Field blends. Field of blends. Thanks very much, Andrew. Okay, the best of luck in your yes. future endeavors as well, Andrew. The best of luck with everything. Likewise. Thank and you. good luck on your book. Uh, your 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 book you're working on as well, Mark thanks Andrew yeah thanks a so minute for tuning to tonight's podcast Mark's Motivational Podcast with your host Mark Lestrange I was delighted I was delighted tonight again to be joined by Andrew Welch who discussed his book Phil Blends it sounds really really good I can't wait to get my hands on it myself so um, I'm going to put all the information in the show notes so um, check out Andrew Welch so um, thanks again Andrew and and um, thanks for listening to the podcast everybody so i'll talk to you again during the week maybe tour us here for another solo episode so have a really good week and take care of yourselves thank you song of fall good night